Welcome to Life After Child Loss of Parents Grief. I'm Angela, your host, and today we're going to talk about triggers. Triggers. What triggers us during this grief journey? Welcome back. We're going to discuss triggers. I want to first um, send a special thank you out to each and every one of you who supports this podcast, who's listening to these podcasts who once you come across them you uh, find some solace and help in your journey when you find this podcast and again because of you I can keep going this is not easy uh, for you it's not easy for me but because of you I can keep going Uh, I want to apologize uh, for the long break since our last episode, sometimes I uh, I have to take a mental break for myself um, and deal with my journey, those uh, things that um, I have to deal with, those, what we're going to talk about today, triggers. And sometimes it's just best sometimes to just take the time that you need, you know, to just get away from it. Just stop, refresh, refocus as best you can. It's not easy. Um, but I do my best to continue to bring, um, be able to share this journey with you guys. And as many, many of you share your journeys with me through messages. And I do appreciate them. I really do. Again, you're the reason why I'm able to keep going and keep doing these, uh, doing the podcast itself. But also, like I said, it's sometimes you know, I have to, I have to stop for a minute. Some I don't always plan to be take a long time before I come back and and deliver another episode. But um, the journey is what it is. And I also just recently, on April 11th, uh, had to celebrate, quote unquote, my son's anniversary date. And this makes year 13, and sometimes it can feel like 13 minutes, 13 seconds, you know. So I deal with those. I deal with those uh, as you guys uh, do. And, and um, I take the time, I try my best to take the time that I need to um, be able to mentally come back and give you guys um, the episodes that you're, that you're looking for that'll help you through your journey, as well as myself. So back to our topic, triggers, what triggers us? There's so many, there's several different things that triggers us. It can be a smell, it can be a sound, um, pictures, uh, an article of clothing, seeing other children or other young adults or weddings, graduations, uh, births, you know, and, and deaths. So it's a certain things, um, can trigger you at the least opportune times, it seems. Um, Yet, 
I first want to recommend that wherever um, you are, if it, if it happens and you're triggered, take that moment that you need to grieve and deal with it then. I know a lot of times we can try to uh, hold it in and like, oh, it's not the right time. It can't be happening to me now. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, if it happens, let it flow. I found that holding it in, trying to hold it in, it's okay to, you know, you don't, you don't always want to be in certain places and, and it happens, but when it hits you and you try your best to hold it in, just let me get to the car. Just let me go to the back room. Just let me get in, in the shower and you know, it's, it's certain things that you try to do to try to hold yourself up in those moments. And I'm here to tell you, if you if you can't, that it's okay. You have to know that it's okay. You never know what may trigger you in that moment. You know, um, it can be music or song. Uh, and sometimes you just need to hear a favorite song, their favorite song in that moment. And it can bring you some smiles, you know, it can make you smile. And sometimes those smiles will, uh, a memory of roll down your face. It happens and it's okay. And I was researching about triggers and I, I came across something that I want to share with you guys in just a moment. We'll, we'll go through them and I kind of want to remix them to kind of tailor it to us or given my opinion. I mean, it's not the truth for everybody, but again, these are suggestions that were, that's on a website that I found and I've written them down. And I want to go through them because some of them, they, it's, it's dealing with grief as a whole versus child grief, child loss grief. And I think because that is different in and of itself, it's totally different. And so, um, I, yeah, I'm going to kind of remix it for, for some of those and we'll be right back and we'll go through those. Welcome back. Life after child loss, parents grief, and we're talking about triggers. And I want to, like I said, I I came across um, some strategies to kind of deal with those grief triggers, and I want to kind of remix them. Some there there's some good ideas, and I think that we can all use them. It's talking about it focused on more so as grief as a whole and loss of any loved one. And I feel like, and I think most can agree that uh, child loss grief is totally different. Uh, it's on a different level and you, it's indescribable in every sense of it. So I want to remix it a little bit for those suggest some of those suggestions that was given um, as it relates to child loss grief triggers. So one of them was... Uh, write those triggers down in a journal. And I think that's uh, a good, a good thing to do. Um, I think 
I, I, I recommend a journal for your journey and it will help you along the way, especially after you get, you know, to a certain point, you, you know, I think we put a lot on ourselves to be okay. And we're just not, we, we aren't okay. And it's okay that we're not. And so, um, but, but in writing, you can write yourself a letter in, in a journal, uh, write yourself a note that in this amount of time, and I'm a, technically against time limits on, on your grief, but hear what I'm saying that write yourself a note and say in three years you will be every every goal everything should be noted that you get through you know um even if it's just to say i got through the day without crying that's good that's good. Take the win. Take the win. So write yourself a note. I think that's that's a good thing to do. But again, just journaling, period. But write yourself a note and see where you are in three years. Am I am I still doing this? Um, what has changed in those three years, you know, or something like that. But um grief journaling is 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 highly recommended for all of us to do. I think that's a good thing um, to try and do to uh, handle those triggers. Second thing was um, the the suggestion said, make sure you have a distraction on certain tri- triggers. And I, I don't, that doesn't always work and you have to be okay that that doesn't always work. I say deal with it as it happens, you know, um, because you really don't, we really don't have a much of a choice, I guess, um, in those moments. But I say, take the time to grieve wherever you are. Uh, if you're driving, you need, you feel like you need to pull over, pull over. I have done that numerous a numerous amount of times and um I get it out I get it out if it takes two minutes five minutes ten minutes I'm I'm pulled over and I'm, I'm dealing with it in that moment so sometimes it can but there are certain triggers that you can you will recognize um that are or that will trigger you and so uh, and, and it won't always, some things like, like places, say it's your son's or daughter, son or daughter's favorite, uh, restaurant that they used to, uh, they loved and you may have to pass by it. Or, uh, if you have other children, they may want to go there and make it their favorite place. And it, it's just a trigger for you. Um, and, and, and so, that those things like that potential places, I'm not sure how you would actually handle those distractions, especially if you have other other children and um I said distraction or triggers, I meant. Um 
how you could actually handle that. I think for most most children nowadays, uh, um, McDonald's can be that favorite place, you know. Um, and and you kind of wish they would take a you know decide on another place to be a happy place, uh, their favorite place, and uh, for them it may be something for them that helps them get through the grief through their grief journey. So you can't always just avoid certain places. Um, sometimes you can, if you can do that, if you feel like that'll help write that down, I duly note it. Can't go there, you know, and I, I, I think for myself, uh, when my, my son passed away, it seemed like I, <laughs> I was at the school at, at, at his school all the time, very often. <laughs> and, um, and it wasn't always bad, but it got to a point where if I had to go over there for say like my niece or my nephew, um, later on, as a few years passed, it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> and I might get there and be okay in that moment. And as soon as I leave, I'd have an anxiety attack. So you do want to be careful and pay attention to those triggers. And and if you can find something else to do, somewhere else to go uh, to avoid that, like I said, note it. Pay attention to what triggers you. And if it can be avoided, do that. Um, Dates. Dates. Wow. Wow. I'm not sure there's a distraction for a date. <laughs> what I found for myself, especially um, on the 11th this year, this this month, I had um, I was fine. Seemed like I was I was seemingly okay. And it's I think those once those date that date started creeping, getting closer. Um, my heart knew. Even if I wasn't really thinking about it, it wasn't at the forefront of my mind, my heart knew. And I I started getting this weird feeling a few days before. It's like I and at first I was just like, mm, I I didn't even realize what it was, you know, or why I was feeling like I was feeling. I didn't have a high sense of just wanting to just break down and cry or anything like that. It was just a it was a feeling, feeling that I had. And um, on the 10th, I was just like, I had a long day. And when I got home, I was sitting there and I was looking around and just kind of going through some notes and uh, about my day in like a pound of bricks. It and I, I don't know if I, I don't remember if I had picked up the phone or I turned on the t- television, and the date popped up, and then it, there it was. That was it. It made everything made sense to me of what happened, what was going on these those past um few, the few days earlier, and so dates and can be a trigger. 
it is a trigger for uh, so many of us. And I think early on when my son first passed away, you know, it was just the 11th of every month, the 11th of every month. And um, I felt how I felt. Now, I didn't make any apologies for it. It wasn't like you, it's not like you plan to be sad or plan to hurt. Um, after 13 years, you know, I still, it's a trigger. It's a trigger for me. Um, everything that happened, you know, that whole weekend um, comes to mind and comes to play, you know, in so I'm, I try my best to be careful, as, as I've said before in other, uh, in other episodes, that I try to be careful and think about it uh, um, for myself. I, I, you have to take care of you and understand you as you progress. This is not the truth for everybody. Just when you get to that point in your journey, you'll pay attention to certain things um, because those emotions are what they are. You loved your child, and I don't, I don't think we should have to make an excuse for it. Again, it's not that you're planning it; it happens. It is what it is, you know. Um. And and so, you could try to find a distraction for certain things, but again, dates. I, I'm not sure that you can kind of. Well, you can kind of. Um, if you think about it, you know, sometimes I know when I don't need to be alone. You know, sometimes I want to be, sometimes you have to be and you need to be. But know yourself well enough to know when you need help or need someone around you. Never um, feel like if, if therapy is, is not your thing then that's okay. At least find somebody that you can at least know that they can just sit with you and listen to you um, and really hear you when you speak or when you cry. You don't even have to talk. Um, But know yourself well enough to know when you need to reach out to someone. Uh, If you know it's, it's heavy on you, especially when it's early on, it's, it's so heavy. Those grief waves are so heavy and they're so big, they can overwhelm you. And uh, there's a lot of things that you just can't help. They happen, right? We'll be right back. Welcome back. And again, we're talking about triggers and those things that if you can uh, find a distraction, so to speak, I guess. Um, but again, like I was saying before, before we took the break, is to know yourself well enough to know when you need help and need someone there with you. Um, there are times and moments when you will need to be by yourself and it's okay. Again, just know yourself well enough to to know when you need help. Um, again, dates, they're significant because of dealing with time and um it it hurts it's just it it hurts and so if you can um even and even if you just plan 
like I've shared before, you know, um, for me, when, when my baby passed in, in, um, in April, that following month is, you know, you have to mother's day approaches and his birthday approach is in May as well. So, um, and I know that, you know, so even if we plan a celebration and I, I do try, I have a basketball tournament for his birthday every year. And even in the happy times, even, I mean, if you can plan something, if you want to plan something that helps, uh, you feel like when you get to that point, point in your journey, know that it's okay to celebrate. You're celebrating your, your child and that's okay. Um, that can be a distraction because then your mind is focusing on doing the thing to make this happen, which is also can be also stressful. Uh, so pay attention to you. Know you enough to know what you need for you to get through those moments and those times. Okay. Um, another thing it said was reframe your internal dialogue for the benefit of your grief recovery. So if you grieve, if you're a private griever, I guess is is um and and is a thing. Um and there are some people that are private grievers. You you won't know um that they are and that's okay. Um I think if we're going to be true friends to people or to someone that we need to be, we should be able to uh tell depending on your relationship. Uh, with that person, hey, something's going on, you know. But um, if you are are a private griever, um, it said that you have to. It's essential that you are intentional and aware of your internal dialogue, the way you speak to yourself when you're alone. And that's something else that I think we should discuss is that. Um, how do you talk to yourself? You know, you, you don't, don't beat yourself up because you miss your child. That is your child. Period. And, but, so you don't have to just, oh, you need to get it together. And I, I, you know, I tell myself sometimes, Hey, you know, Okay, get yourself together, you know, and if I can't, I'm okay. I go on with it. <laughs> I mean, you could try it and see, and it's just like, yeah, I, yeah, and if I need to cancel everything I may have uh, to do that day, I do it. I do it. Like, today is my day. This is that mental health day that I need for me. So be careful of what you're speaking to yourself um, because it can take control. That grief will take control or that grief trigger takes control of you, of your perspective of the loss. And so that makes sense to be careful to say to be careful what you're saying to yourself during your process. Um, 
your thoughts and the way you talk to yourself when you're at your lowest points, when you're grieving, um, can be, can be destructive. It can be, um, because I think we internalize that guilt of, of being, still being here. And you go through that guilt process and then that takes some time to get through, um, all of us won't get through it the same way. All of us uh, aren't yet there yet, you know, and that's okay. And when and this is your specific journey for you that you are dealing with, you are going through it, you're experiencing. So you want to be careful of what you're saying to yourself. Um, the shoulda, coulda, wouldas will eat you up if you're not careful. And again, these are strategies to help you deal with those triggers. So, um, that, that, what you're saying to yourself while you're grieving matters. And again, that guilt process of just being here and what you could have done to change that outcome will eat you up. So please don't do that to yourself. Um, again, know yourself well enough to seek help. But but positive self-talk, um, hopefulness. Bible says we don't grieve as if we have no hope. And for many of you who are listening now and it's, you know, you're, this is fresh for you, um, the time will come in your journey where, where you will have hope, you will see the hope, you will feel hope. Um, that, is my, that is my prayer for us and for everyone on this journey, unfortunate journey, that we get to that place of where we can find hope and believe again. And so positive self-talk matters. Uh, I know it's hard to be grateful sometimes, especially for life, uh, especially when your, your baby is gone. And that again, here comes that guilt, you know, eating at you or beating you up um, because you are still here. And, and, but you want to do what you can to block that negative self-talk. The other strategy that was given was being well prepared for unexpected triggers. How do you be prepared for unexpected triggers? You never, um, can, I don't think you can be prepared. For them, um, it happens when it happens. Um, but when you understand certain things and certain parts of your journey, you'll you'll be able to, I guess. But mine have a lot of my triggers have happened unexpectedly. <laughs> Just like yeah, I have a necklace that was a gift to me um, 
that has a picture of myself and my t- my two sons on it when I graduated college. And um so I have it and 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 for me it at first I thought it I was like, "Ooh, it's going to that's going to do something to me." You know, it's like, "Ooh, uh can I wear it?" And and at first you're just like, "Yeah, cuz he's with me." I can wear it. I, he's with me. And there are certain times where I just grab it. And you know how you just, you just hold your necklace and you just, you know, you just rub it. And you, sometimes you aren't even realizing that you're doing it. Um, and so, so for some, it, it just helps. It helps us to know that our baby is with us, uh, everywhere we go. And I think that that's good. That's a good thing. Um, but I'm not sure that um, you can be well prepared. And again, these are strategies that were given for uh, suggestions for grief as a whole, as it, you know, every, um, you know, loss of um, spouse, parents, grandparents, siblings. But again, child loss grief is totally different. So I can't, I I remix them a little bit. (laughs) Um, Because grief in and of itself will, will, can trigger um, lack of motivation, anger, anxiety, depression, uh, certain events will, the dates and, you know, it, it, it can create a trauma depending on uh, different factors that can uh, that can depend on as far as as it pertains to how your child may have passed away you know um, it can be an illness you know so so a certain things that it can that it can trigger, I'm not sure how you can just be prepared for it, uh, be well prepared. Um, because that would take a, men- a, a mental, be able to mentally prepare for that. So when you're, when you bury a child, you it just, yeah, I'm not sure you could, you just, figure out how to mentally be okay to be able to be well prepared for that. Uh, but there's hope. And so that's when that positive self-talk comes. I, I think that even though we're not prepared or won't be prepared for it, um, and we try to stay positive and, um, it just sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And and again, I my thing is, I say I say grieve. I say grieve in that moment. Take the time that you need. Bottom line, um, because right now, again, every one of us, all of us, aren't at the same um, point in this journey. You know. And so this may be something you can listen to years from now, you know, uh, 
It may not be the time for you to listen to it right now or, or be able to do those things, put them into practice. I'm not saying don't try. I'm just saying that because our journeys are unique and our journeys are, we're at different spaces in different places with it. Um, certain things can happen later that can't happen now. Another suggestion was reach out to your network. And again, know yourself well enough to know when you need um, need help and you need someone or just need someone to be there with you. It's okay that you're not okay. Work on it. Um, it's a process. It constantly changes. It, it There are so many ups and downs, and it seems like more downs than there are ups. And just know that you're not alone. Those things that trigger you, they're, they are there. Um, whether it be a smell, you can walk by and, um, a picture. And and or it just a thought, just a thought. Um, I seen recently where a friend, well, I called her friend, um, another grieving mom, angel mom, whose son would would be graduating this year. And it is difficult looking at those pictures. Um, of of your friends and uh, uh, his his or her friends graduating and knowing that your child is supposed to be there is hard. It's difficult, and that trick that's a trigger because you're seeing it, and I mean, in your heart, right in in that moment, it's like my baby is supposed to be here. And so it's hard to even celebrate his friends, his or her friends in that moment, you know? So you do have to try to find a way to get through that moment and you want to, you want to say congratulations. You want to say, I'm so happy for you. And it's hard. It's difficult to do that. Because your baby is supposed to be there. I remember 20, 2017, my baby was supposed to graduate. And um, he would have graduated. And the school, the high school, ordered him a diploma. Had his cap and gown there in his chair with his name on it. And um, had, his, has, had his diploma sitting in the, you know... I had it sitting in the chair and took a picture of it. And, um, but we was invited to every event, you know, the senior breakfast and, um, the senior, um, it was some other senior event that they did. They, they made sure that they reached out to me and, you know, it's like, if you can come, if you feel like coming, we'd love to have you, you know, to represent for him. And, and it was hard. It was difficult to go. Um, 
his his one of his best friends uh she made sure you know to call me hey are you coming <laughs> you know and and she was so excited and you know came down to prom and different stuff like that so it's difficult it it is hard and i mustered the strength to go i i got there and to each event even the graduation ceremony i sat in the tra- in the car for a while I was just like trying to gather myself because even though I walked and received his diploma form, it should have been him. In my heart, it just, it should have been him. And so, um, and you're watching all of the other students with their parents and they're taking pictures and, ooh, talk about a trigger. Talk about a trigger. So, yeah. So, to that angel mom, my heart goes out to you. My love and my prayers goes out to you and dad. Um, it's difficult. It's difficult. And there's not really a lot that you can, you know, you just, what can I do? What can I do to, you know, offset that? If it makes you cry in that moment, if you, if a tear rolls down, let them roll, let them flow. Let them flow. Welcome back, and we're about to end this episode of Triggers. Um, I listed some suggestions that were that I found and remixed what we could. <laughs> um, main thing is, you know, recognize what triggers you. Again, I think uh, some things you can prepare for. Uh, your heart will try, your mind won't, and it works against each other sometimes. And you can plan to be able to make it through the day, and it just it just doesn't happen. And you, never be too hard on yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself that you didn't make it through the day without crying or screaming or getting angry. It's difficult, and it's a grief journey. This is your grief journey, and there's so there's highs and lows, uh, and we get through it, and um, the best way we can, and best way we know how. You know, we do our best, and that's all anyone can ask of you. That's all you can ask of yourself. That's all you can expect of yourself. If you if you can, you can. You can't, you can't. Know yourself well enough to know to say, I need help. Know yourself well enough to say, I can't be alone today or I don't need to be alone right now. I need somebody in my, to talk to me um, in that moment. And it's okay. It's your journey. This is your journey. And recognize you know what you can recognize and what you don't and it'll, it'll come later that's fine journal write in your journal write yourself a note and say in 10 years i'm gonna make it through through a day without crying you know you might reach it before then i mean i'm just saying do what you can to when you can give yourself positive self-talk 
versus the negative self-talk. Be easy on yourself. Be easy on yourself. You didn't ask for this journey. You didn't ask to be here. To have to go through this journey like this. And, And it's okay. It's okay. Again, I love you guys. Thank you again for your support. Thank you again for listening. I'm so glad you found this podcast. Any suggestions, any support that you want to give, there's a link in the bio or in the bottom of the, in the description. Uh, If you want to send me a message, please send me a message on Facebook, Life After Child Loss or Parents Grief, on Instagram, the same. Um, I love you. And I pray for us all the time. Remember, pray for me as I pray for you. You're not alone. You are not alone. I love you guys.